Welcome to another edition of Cool Stuff Ride Home. I'm Marcus Paff. He's Reggie Rizzo. On today's episode, the proposed utopian city in California. And Alexa, where art thou? Possible changes coming to Amazon's favorite virtual assistant. That plus this week in history, we take a look at a classic car. Coming up on Cool Stuff Ride Home. The California Forever Project, a billionaire-backed initiative from Silicon Valley visionaries to construct a new utopian, and I put that in quotes, city in the Bay Area, plans to continue its progress despite facing discontent from locals. In a recent update, the project developers released more details about the proposed development, outlining significant promises to Solano Valley, where California Forever aims to establish its new city. According to the updated plans, the project guarantees 15,000 new jobs for locals, each paying, quote, at least 125% of the county's average weekly wage. Additionally, they say they will be providing $400 million in community benefits funding to assist current county residents in purchasing homes in the new community. The funding is targeted at various groups, including working families, teachers, nurses, police, firefighters, and construction workers. They also claim they're going to invest up to $200 million to assist in the development of communities nearby. The project's website paints an idealistic picture of the future city. It says, quote, The initiative proposes to build a dynamic new community with middle-class homes and safe, walkable neighborhoods. The plan also includes a commitment to bring good-paying jobs in advanced manufacturing, renewable energy, construction, and other industries, as well as large investments in education, green spaces, clean energy, and the revitalization of downtowns across the county, end quote. A newly unveiled map situates the unnamed city between Solano County communities Rio Vista and Susun City, showcasing a mix of residential neighborhoods, commercial businesses, an industrial sector, and open space. The project's crucial development initiative, the East Solano Homes Jobs and Clean Energy Initiative, has been officially filed with the Solano County Register of Voters, The fate of the project now hinges on garnering 13,000 signatures from locals with the ballot scheduled for a November vote. The ballot initiative, by the way, 83 pages. So not very light reading there. Mm. Despite local opposition and challenges faced during town hall meetings where the company's CEO and project lead, former Goldman Sachs trader Jan Ceramic, was heckled, the California Forever Project remains determined. The project, which was announced last summer, is backed by several influential figures and has acquired nearly a billion dollars worth of land parcels for the city's construction. Between the local opposition and suing some of the local farmers, the California project seems to be facing an uphill battle at the moment. But man, that's a big project to want to build an entire new city. It's not like they're updating a current city. They're planning on building a brand new city to create this so-called utopian village or area. The whole concept is a little bizarre to me, Reg. Uh, To your point, you're going to construct a city from scratch. Nothing organic about that, which is how every other city across the world really came into existence. Uh, Maybe there are some exceptions that I'm not aware of. But to drop funds to go in, build buildings, build homes, uh, hospitals, all of that stuff is is pretty wild to think about. And I understand what you said there at the end. There are some influential big money people behind this, but wow, um, to just spring something up. And really, what is utopian about this? Yes, it's nice to have a walkable neighborhood. It's nice to feel safe in your community. Those are all things that everyone clearly looks for when choosing a place to live. But 
there are places that exist like that around the country right now. I guess you're simply saying we're going to do it and we're going to allow for middle class workers to come in and and have a reasonable living. What are the investors getting out of this ultimately? Well, you got to have somebody to take care of you. You need the firemen, you need the policemen, you need the teachers, you need the construction workers to build everything. Of course, so you you're, do, but, but but you're not going to pay. I mean, these people need to, to make a living. You're going to not charge them a whole lot to live there. Uh, yes, those people are crucial to any society. But again, how are the, the big money backers making their money back? What What is the what's the carrot for them in all of this? They just want a nice, safe place to live. I don't know. To me, I've watched <laughs> I've watched too many movies. Now, this is just me. I, I'm not accusing them of anything. This is just me with my mentality of all the movies I've watched where you see these rich people building these uh, communities. Usually it leads to some type of disaster happening, right? They, they know something's happening. They're, they're protecting their little area, bringing their family there. Isn't that how all those movies go? Like, well, we know the world's ending. We're building our little community here to be uh -huh. safe. <laughs> yep, yep. We know the bomb's going to drop within the next 10 years. We better get this city built and put a bubble over it so we're all safe. I yeah. mean, look, call me skeptical, but fine, I am. I'm skeptical. I've just never known too many big money people, including uh, the former Golden Sachs trader there, uh, not to throw anything, uh, any accusations at Jan Ceramics specifically, but I just never known people with a lot of money to come in and say, well, we're going to do this out of the goodness of our heart entirely. There's always some sort of incentive to get something like that done. And, and maybe it's out there and maybe I'm just missing it. Maybe it's very obvious, but based on what we discussed here, I'm not picking up on it yet. And that's the big question I would ask is, well, I would assume you'd have to make this stuff all very expensive so that when people came in and they bought a house there, then the people who funded the building of the city can make some of that back. But yeah, all right, we'll have to do more research. I'm going to throw an assumption out there that they're trying to make the houses affordable for the middle class, because like we've said, they, they need their workers. But when it comes to the bigger houses, that's where they're going to start charging a lot of money for the other rich people to come in there and live. So maybe All that's right. where they're planning on making their money back. But if I'm a rich person and I can live anywhere already in plenty of safe neighborhoods to choose from in California, if you have the money to spend, then why am I incentivized to go into this quote unquote utopian city over something that's already built? Because this city was designed for you. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I'd like to know what sort of entertainment options they're going to have there as well. I mean, it is cool that you're talking renewable energy and all of that stuff. Don't get me wrong. Clean energy. I'm, I'm all for it. But just feel like there's still a lot of other variables to think about with all of this. And it does it, to go back to what I said a minute ago, what, do we have movie theaters? Do we have amusement parks? Do we have, uh, I don't know, any other number of amenities that people look for? They're going to bring some clowns in. Clowns are going to get some cheap middle Clowns, you say? Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's your go-to entertainment. Clowns. Yep. Clowns. We're going to bring in some clowns. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not living there then. I'm going to say that. Clowns frighten me. Although more than 75 million people use Alexa, according to some sources, Amazon considers it a failure because they aren't making any money on it. Amazon does have a last-ditch plan to save Alexa that involves supercharging it with AI and charging users for the privilege. However, according to Business Insider, things aren't looking promising. The new service, tentatively named Alexa Plus, is set to launch on June 30th, but the secret new Alexa is facing some issues. According to Business Insider, the AI behind it is 
hallucinating and the technology is broken. <laughs> yes, that is sparking political tensions within Amazon. I don't know exactly what they mean by hallucinating. That seems like a weird way to describe AI, but it is having some issues. Yeah, clearly always the way I want my virtual assistant to be described, <laughs> hallucinating. Okay. Human and non-human. I don't want my assistant to be hallucinating. <laughs> exactly. Many employees doubt that people are going to be willing to pay for the service, especially since they're already paying for other Amazon services like Prime and Audible, along with also having to pay for that Alexa speaker. The concern is that Amazon is asking customers to pay for too many products and services. However, when it comes to the Alexa, the underlying technology known as Remarkable Alexa is being tested with 15,000 customers. Employees reveal that tests show it excels at conversations but fails at practical tasks. The new Alexa can provide long and sometimes inaccurate answers, and it appears to struggle with those complex requests involving multiple services, like asking it to play a song and dim the lights at the same time. It can get confused. Apart from so the can I. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I get confused all the time. And people, hey, Reggie, <laughs> turn off the lights, turn on the TV. I'm like, whoa, 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 slow down. <laughs> Calm yourself. What do you want me to do first? <laughs> yeah. Apart from the challenges of this generation of AI, the new Alexa requires a significant shift in Amazon's strategy and technology. Some of the original Alexa team members are resisting letting go of their creation, forcing Amazon to maintain parts of the original technology stack, making remarkable Alexa kind of bloated and difficult to run. Amazon faces pressure to succeed in the AI business because Google, Apple, Amazon, they all invested billions in smart assistants. The tech industry having facing layoffs and budget cuts in the smart speaker teams has been reluctant to let go of the AI assistants. Now, Amazon does have its own AI model that they built to compete with ChatGPT. They named it Q, uh, which in my personal opinion, with some of the recent events, maybe not the best letter of the alphabet to choose from when picking uh, a product uh, with some of the controversy going on around there. But supposedly they do have more ambitious visions for the development of their AI model. However, when it comes to Remarkable Alexa, if it fails to generate revenue, it could spell doom for Alexa, and it could be a product and service that no longer is offered by Amazon. Well, first of all, you described it as bloated and difficult to run. That sounds like something that's been stated of uh, a number of people, probably including myself in the past. <laughs> uh, as far as Alexa goes, look, I don't have an Alexa in my house, so I'm only vaguely familiar. I have friends and relatives who make use of the virtual assistant, so I've seen it in action. It's kind of cool, but I know Amazon has struggled with determining how to monetize this particular technology, really since it was unveiled several years ago. It does make me wonder, and I'm sure there's a, a logical reason for why this wouldn't work, but why not just a very basic subscription fee monthly to say, you want to use Alexa, it's going to cost you, I don't make it up, two bucks. five bucks a month. Yeah. yeah, two bucks a month. I mean, with the number of users at scale, you could probably at least pay for it. As I, and again, Feel free to email us with anything you think that I'm misrepresenting here, uh, coolstuffcommute at gmail.com. But what I have uh, heard is that initially, Amazon was very hopeful Alexa would be used to utilize other Amazon services or to make purchases via Amazon Prime, saying something, you know, hey, Alexa, deliver, you know, order me X, Y, and Z from Amazon Prime to be delivered tomorrow. And now you're effectively utilizing an Amazon tool to make money for Amazon via one of their other properties. 
but it doesn't sound like people are doing that. And I can understand why I personally wouldn't love to do that. I want to sit down and look at whatever it is I'm ordering. Read the reviews, just... see what yeah. other people have to say. Yeah. T take a look at it because if you, and if you say, Hey, Alexa, buy me this microphone. There's so many microphones out there. You want to take a look at them and make sure you're buying the right one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, could you use it for other like groceries and stuff? Certainly. But that's not making Amazon money in in some cases. Although I suppose Amazon Prime does offer groceries now. So, yes, you could go that route. Say, hey, deliver me uh, whatever. I don't know. Uh, hamburgers tomorrow and <laughs> some apples, fruit, whatever. That would be a lot easier than than just throwing out a generic item that could mean a lot of different things. Like you, I find the Amazon Assistant or Alexa interesting. The concept is there, but I don't like the idea of something monitoring me at all times. Likewise. Yeah, it might be as from a science fiction book, Reg, but I'm constantly going, you know, someone could hack into this and really just be spying on all aspects of your life, potentially, if if you've got a smart home where everything is connected. You can hack in and start messing with the blinds up and down the lighting and that all sounds really really scary to me when amazon skynet takes over the world i can't afford to live in that utopian community you know we probably reference skynet and terminator <laughs> 2 on this show more than any other podcast out there that's not focused on terminator uh and i don't know if any of those exist i'm gonna guess that they do but that movie came out in 92 <laughs> and we're constantly going back to it i like it well, it's still relevant, in my opinion. <laughs> Probably more relevant, more relevant now than it was 30 years ago. Taking a look at this day in history on January 19th, 1978, the last Volkswagen Beetle made in Germany rolled off the assembly line. Founded in 1937 under Nazi rule by the German labor front on Adolf Hitler's command, Volkswagen aimed to create an extremely affordable and highly reliable automobile to mobilize the countrymen. The term Volkswagen translates to the people's car. Austrian automotive engineer Ferdinand Porsche, appointed by Hitler in 1934, led the project. Prototypes surfaced in 1938 with a number of small production vehicles leaving the factory before the outbreak of World War II the following year. The people's car, or Volkswagen Type 1, or the Beetle, whatever you want to call it, started mass production after World War II with Volkswagen's factory playing a crucial role in the post-war rebuilding of Germany. The compact car would go on to claim the title of best-selling vehicle of all time, surpassing the Model T's total volume in 1972. However, like I said, that ended in 1978 when the last Volkswagen Type 1 rolled off that German assembly line. Production did continue, though, outside of Germany until July 30th, 2003, marking the conclusion of the Type 1 legacy with the very last unit numbered 21,529,464, rolling out of a production facility in Mexico. Although, you know, if you didn't get the Beetle out of Germany, did you really ever have a true like Volkswagen Beetle or did you just get the continuation? That's what I wonder. <laughs> I mean, the, the one you want was the one that was built in the original factories, right? I guess so. I, I personally, I never want a Beetle. That doesn't <laughs> sound appealing to me regardless of where it was made, but I do get why certain folks are uh, find them appealing i didn't know the history though of the car and the fact that it was founded under nazi rule um you know it was a different world in so many ways but the fact that they were able to sort of rebound as a brand 
from that history, that tainted history is uh, is kind of fascinating to think about too. And to rise up and become as popular as they did, that's pretty wild. Now, didn't they revive Beatles in the last 10 years? They A more modern looking version of the car though, Reggie? Yeah, but it's not the Type 1 legacy version. Um, the okay. Volkswagen Type 1 is, is done. They revamped them and have the, the new version, but this original version is done. It's just not being produced anymore. Well, why is that the people's car? That tiny little thing that looks like, <laughs> I don't know, it looks like 10 people are going to pop because out of there like a clown car. It was affordable, reliable, and could mobilize the countrymen. That's why, according of to course it, Of course it could. <laughs> yes, of course it could. I mean, did you want them driving around in BMWs and Porsches or you know, whatever? Well, I mean, there's something between the Beetle and a BMW, I, I want to say. I would like to think, but hey. Let's get those Model again, T's out here. <laughs> yes. Again, though, I understand a, a lot of people love the car and, and clearly uh, more than even I'm giving credit for because of how popular it was. I mean, but think of that, though. For 40 years, they basically had the same car being manufactured. You're right. That is pretty wild to think about that, you know, without really anything in the way of upgrades or changes, you just continue to roll with what's worked. And I mean, the Mustang has a new version every year. Some, you know, some of those cars like that, they have a new version every year. This, eh, let's just keep rolling it out. Kind of makes you wonder, do they need to have a new version every year if they would simply update the interior amenities to match what's the latest and greatest technology? That's a good question. Yeah, I, I mean, it really depends on what you're looking for. I think just rolling out the new version gives them an excuse to raise the price. That's true. That's true. It is. It does all come back to the uh, the capitalist purpose there, for sure. Thanks for joining us on another edition of Cool Stuff Ride Home. If you want to reach us, coolstuffcommute at gmail.com. Feel free to uh, tell us your thoughts, correct us on any information that we gave out that you feel may be incorrect. I'm Reggie Rizzo. He's Marcus Path. We'll be back next week with more Cool Stuff Ride Home. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry, with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.